on this episode of Why Watch That. I can't say that this season's content is any better. <laughs> Meaning, just be ready to get to work. And which chicken and egg? Are we talking about the book chickens? Are we talking about the TV chickens? Exactly. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a book egg and a TV chicken. Now, <laughs> <laughs> you cannot form lasting relationships because that's what those previous humans did. And how stupid were they? Oh, my gosh. There is a whole division of people who they look through the CCTV to see if anything is about to be on and popping, as they say on the streets. <laughs> Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, watch that. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here uh -oh. in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk, and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. Hey, listeners, it's that time again. We've got something special for you. Oh. Yes, I. It's. I'm talking about the second thing we're going to talk about. Just yeah. you, gotta, you gotta whisper and oh, you know, and just be creepy, <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, we're not going to creep you out quite yet because we have just two, one, two under. We have two things to talk about for TV talk, and that's yeah. unusual. But guess what? It's not that unusual going forward because as everybody knows we are in the middle of the, the united states is in the middle of lockdowns all across you know uh certain states and here in california which i reside it is hollywood is not filming for the most part the big ones are not filming so we will see a lull of content but I think, you know what I think is going to happen, Critic? What? I think we're going to see an influx of international content. I think so. I And I, and this brings me to our first one. Yeah. Foodie love. Now, those two words, you got me. I already want to know about it. I want to know what's going on here. Uh, this hails, this is actually on HBO Go or Now or Max or whatever you have. And it's hailing from HBO Europe, which... I didn't know existed until now. <laughs> I did it. I just figured, okay. Um, but it does make sense that HBO Europe would have its own kinds of content. Now, we've seen over the past, what what do you say, critic, two years, um, an influx of specifically British, but European content 
taking space and claiming space. I think it's Monday nights, but I think we're going to see even more happening with HBO. Um, and it's going to be a quite a curious thing. Foodie love eight episodes available. You've seen some of this. Yeah. What's going on here? I mean, do tell. Hey, and just so you know, on the HBO streaming platforms, there are other offerings from HBO Europe. So oh, if nice. that's if that's your thing, that's where you go. It does not air on HBO. Aye, there you go. So HBO Europe material does not air on HBO. It They put it on to the streaming platforms. Well done. So there you go. Now for Foodie Love. Mm. Foodie Love is an, a dating app. <gasps> so that's what it is. And what happens is the two main characters who don't have names, by the way. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's, it's Elle and Asia. He and she. <laughs> okay. Mm. So we meet them before they meet each other. And they're serious about the food. What language is this? This Where is mostly Spanish. So we're in Spain. Got it. We're in Spain. Mostly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they do go out. They, they go to Italy. They go to France. Mm. Okay. So it's, it's actually, uh, and I'll get to this uh, in my review. It, it, it does encapsulate HBO Europe. Mm, got it. Yeah. So we meet them. They're very particular. You go, oh, if they meet each other, how's this going to go? So they meet each other at, you know, kind of like a, a a little diner place. And they're, you know, doing what you do on a first date. You know, you're across the table. You're, you're checking this person out. You're wondering what they're thinking about you. You know, you're wondering whether what you just did look, made you look like an idiot. Like it's that <laughs> whole kind of thing. And they do have thought bubbles every now and then. Oh, neat. So you can see what they're thinking. Now, in the context of all of this, we also see other people's little mini stories. In the first episode, there's a woman who's writing a book about lovers. Is she writing it about them? It seems that way. What's mm. going on with the people who own this diner, who are serving these people? Oh, or I should say cafe. That's really what it is. It's a cafe. What, what's going on with them? So they're in the middle of all of this happening. And then throughout the eight episodes, you see how this relationship develops or doesn't develop. Are they willing to actually fall in love? Are they really attracted to each other or not? Does that uh, wax and wane? And then in the end, the question is, will they be together or not? Because each of them has secrets that we know, Uh but will they share? And is our, for one of the secrets, I won't tell you which one, this is something that might need to be overcome in order for love to come in. Mm. Now, the thing about Fooly Love is this. They got a lot of ideas going visually. You have different lighting and sets. And uh, I talked about the different focus on characters. You have thought bubbles. You've got all kinds of stuff happening. And in the beginning, ref, there were parts I liked and, and a lot of it was distracting. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really want to look at him and her. I want to see yeah. their relationship. Um, I appreciated those uh, visual quirks and the artistry of it. I just thought it was too much. The second episode, you they go into a different place. You meet different people tangentially to them. And I was really like, I don't care about any of these tangential people. Mm. 
So that's the one knock I have for it. Sometimes it can be busy and sometimes you want to know about the central characters, but they go away from them. Mm-hmm. However, I do appreciate th- those artistic flourishes. It makes it interesting. It's very European. Okay. If you like Europe, you'll love this. It has that sensibility. I talked about how, you know, in a certain episode, they go to Italy, they go to France, like all of that. Even in Spain, you get different cultures. In one of the episodes, we see an an Asian woman even, and they give us her kind of story. And that tangent I enjoyed because it was developed. Mm -hmm. So when they developed the tangent, I was okay with it because they're trying to give us different aspects on love. Um, The main relationship... I'm cool with them. I did want to know more about them for the most part. And of course, in certain moments you go, okay, this is kind of drag and let's move it on. But most of these episodes are around a half an hour. So it's not that long. And I think the artistry of it, all of that makes it good. And I would even say this, Ref, if you're thinking of, is there a a show that's kind of like it? Not really, but is there a show that you may have seen that if you liked it, you might want to watch this? Maybe. I was thinking of Ref, She's Gotta Have It from Spike Lee on Netflix. Oh, interesting. Interesting, interesting. That kind of thing, maybe. So because you have some tangents to that show, it's about love and all of that, and you're seeing how people think. So that's what I would say. A European She's Gotta Have It, maybe, this would be. So there you go. Again, as the Ref said, this is available on all HBO streaming platforms. Got it. Okay, now, listen. Remember, we were whispering earlier. Oh. Well, guess what's back on TNT? <laughs> the alienist, but it's the angel of darkness. Ooh, ooh. Uh. And <laughs> this is, um, you know, we loosely based on the second book by Mr. Ka. And the, th- the thing about it is this was originally, you know, w- many people thought a one and done but what a stir. Um, if you haven't seen The Alienist, which is the first one, even though the, the limited series is called The Alienist something something, it's the first one's The Alienist. I would say, and you can disagree with me, critic, but I would say that The Alienist was probably some of the most disturbing content conceptually. If you think about it, conceptually. Yeah. That is aired on a non-paid um, uh, network, a premium network. Mm-hmm. It's and and when I say disturbing, I mean it's it's the costuming. All of that is is wonderful from the first season. I mean, you get you know it's period piece. You 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 know you get some of the best, and you're going to talk about because this is really kind of the, the next phase of things. It's not really a it's the second you know, like a sequel of some sort, like a, a next, a next, yeah. but the costuming and everything that happens, but it's based in around this detective who, well, he's not, it, he detects things, but specific things. And that first season will just say, if you're sensitive to children being in the middle of, of crime, you know, and it's being about children it is. It was very gutsy. Well, here's season two. Technically season two. Angel of Darkness. The big three are back together. You saw the first couple episodes. 
um, on TNT, or maybe even saw this maybe more than the first couple because they're doing them two by twos mm-hmm. on TNT. I can't say that this season's content is any better. <laughs> Meaning, just be ready to get to work <laughs> and cringe when they start to talk about things. Yes. Tell us about what you saw mm. with the Angel of Darkness. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's a lot! So, it's a lot, and, and it, the events aren't uh, that far after season one. Now, after season one, the the trio of experts who had to solve this this string of murders, um, they're no longer together as a team. What happened? So we have Dr. Laszlo Kreitzler, played by Daniel Bruhl. We have John Schuler Moore, played by Luke Evans. And we have Dakota Fanning's uh, character, Sarah Howard. So they've each moved forward in their careers separately. Dr. Laszlo is still the alienist, which is a psychiatrist. Um, and uh, John is a reporter now for the New York Times. Oh, there he is. And Sarah is embarking on her own uh, ambitions to be an investigator. She's uh, left the police department, or was she kicked out? Yeah. So now she needs to have clients. She's like Perry Mason. <laughs> now, what is aligning them, though, is these um, executions of people that the state is doing, and in particular of women, and in particular of a specific woman who was uh, accused of killing her child, but there is no body. So can the three of them intercede on her behalf, stop this from happening? It's an outrage. And after that introduction, we get the outrage of all outrages, because during this time, we're close to the turn of the 20th century, uh, Spain and United States, they might be fitting to have a wall. And this means if you are of Spanish descent in the United States, you might not get the welcome that you were looking for. So there is a, a young married Spanish couple who's in the city and they have a young baby. And what do you think happens to the baby? Uh-oh. And who's called in to solve this? Are there any conflicts still? Right. Are all of them called? Is someone called? Does the someone need to reach out to someone else for help? That's what's happening in the second season. And then we see this play out, blah, 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 blah. Now, look. You can't help but think of Perry Mason with this. It's the same thing. <laughs> well, it, chicken or egg, though. You know? it, well, that's the question, right? And then the, the and which chicken and egg? Are we talking about the book chickens? Are we talking about the TV chickens? Exactly. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a book egg and a TV chicken. Now, now, here's the thing. In the first episode, unlike Perry Mason, they were very clear on the story they were telling. Doesn't mean it was great, but I was watching the first episode going, hmm, okay, y'all know what you want to accomplish. You're moving the story along. I'm getting the information I need. I see where these three characters are now. I see where they're going. I see how this new crime began. I see that they have someone in the background who might be a threat that I didn't mention. Great. Let's go to episode two. Then in episode two, I have to deal with people. And if I have to deal with your people, these characters, they better be interesting. And they're not. I don't like none of these people. 
So that's when I went, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, look, Perry Mason and this, this is what you have to compare. If you are enjoying uh, Perry Mason, maybe watch The Alienist as well. I can Perry see Mason's that. on HBO. On HBO. I can well, see same that. umbrella. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I could see them, you know, they're like kissing cousins. Um, but if you didn't like Perry Mason, you won't like, like this. The The difference, though, is in Perry Mason, I find the char- some of the characters more interesting than in The Alienist. While The Alienist might be slightly more disciplined in the storytelling. So that toss up is up to you to decide um, whether you want to watch one or the other, neither or both. Mm, well, there you have it. Uh, two very polar opposite <laughs> shows that you can check out um, on streaming for the first. And for the second, you check out TNT. And again, those are coming in batches of two. I don't know about you, but I like the slim pickings. Ooh. Why watch that mainstream? We haven't done a mainstream in a while. Mm. But we've got one for you, listeners. I think that we have entered into an era of Mm. everybody gets a piece of the pie. (laughs) I mean, we've been there. We've been there. Shining era. It's tiptoeing nearer. (laughs) What is that from? It's Lion King. It's Scar. Oh, oh. You did not sing it like Scar. That was a very (laughs) nice Scar. That was a kind Scar. Yes, it was. Uh, (laughs) Um, Well, here's the deal. Everybody who's anybody knows that, especially during this time that we're in, there's been a lot of consumption of television. Mm. And quite frankly, you can't get everything you need as it airs. We are pretty confident that most people in the United States has access to Netflix, Mm -hmm. whether through a friend, (laughs) whether through your cousin name, whether your mama Netflix account or your own. And Netflix has really changed the game because Netflix took, remember the new, the, the old Netflix? I do remember it where you would get the discs. Yes. You would get the, it was basically. They still have it. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. It's dvd.netflix.com. Yep. Oh, get out of here. Well, I didn't DVD. know that. dvd.com actually. They bought that dvd.com. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. boy, they're going to have to really clean those discs. <laughs> um, <laughs> why even do the discs if you can do what Amazon Prime does and just rent it? Yeah. Or well, some, if you Maybe if you like a Blu-ray or something. Maybe. Oh, uh, uh, maybe if something isn't available to stream for what you're paying for, then you can get it on a disc. Um, so these are hardcore people who would have that. But you can do a free trial of DVD from Netflix if you're interested to see how it works in this oh, moment. that's good to know. That's and if you cancel, I'll tell you, every now and then, they'll come back and give you a free trial again. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just file it on. Well, you've got Redbox and you've got this. And, mm. and I remember Blockbuster. Yes. And I'm dating myself. Where wow. you had to go in and, and, and get the discs yourself. And then Blockbuster also had that feature. Yes. Well, all this to say, I'm turning the big Cadillac to where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) All this to say that Netflix really changed the game because everybody sold their content or allowed their content to be on that platform, meaning old shows, 
old movies, all of that stuff. Well, because money is to be made in this country, we all paired off. And now we've got Amazon Prime. It doesn't just ship to you. You can also watch stuff. Yeah. Um, you've got Apple TV Plus, Disney Plus. You've got what? CBS Access. Yep. You've got HBO, HBO Max. Max Go Win Here There. Amazon Showtime. Prime. Don't forget that. Yeah. I mean, everybody has its own and individual individual streaming platforms have their own content. You even I don't even know if you know this, but um Crackle <laughs> had it, uh, Dennis Quaid was in a or was it Randy? It was Dennis Quaid was in a show. Like it was it was amazing. They attract these stars. And now we've got another. Mm. ABC has Disney. Or Hulu rather. I mean it's basically, you know, ABC's content could live in Hulu. Yeah. Fox also <laughs> is on Fox FX, we'll say that. That's on Hulu. Original content there. CBS, you've got oh, CBS All Access. Yeah. Well, what about NBC is the question. They've got Peacock. <laughs> they have Peacock. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to be honest with you listeners, that is an unfortunate name. Yeah. And not just because I'm a, you know, acting like a 12-year-old middle school pimple-faced boy. <laughs> it's just so it's not it's not appealing. It's not it doesn't trippingly fall from the tongue yes. as 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 Shakespeare says. Mm. Peacock is just I you even say that people who subscribe, they call them flock, the flock. Yeah, the, the flock. Yeah, they send an email and say, welcome to the flock. I was like, what? It's just, it sounds cultish. I, I, I cannot co-sign on the name Peacock. I, I just think it's super unfortunate. Mm. But whatever. You've yeah. got a chance to check it out. It's available to everyone. Um, and that started in this month. Everybody has access to it everybody does but it depends on what you want from it and how you want to use it that all depends on the level of access you told us that there are three tiers you're going to tell us about that Mm -hmm. you're also going to tell us that there's some new content that you've explored along with some other originals that are available or coming to us so you are the peacock expert (laughs) Do share. Well, um, so the the three membership tiers uh, are this. You can have the free tier, and that comes with ads, but you don't have access to everything on the platform. So you can create your account, have it free, and then you can see what's available for free and what's not and make your decision on whether you want uh, a premium or premium plus subscription. So premium is $4.99 a month or $4.49.99 a year. You still have ad support, but you get full access. Oh, that's terrible. Now, oh, another... I mean, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> now, another thing is if if you have Xfinity or you're a Cox subscriber, then you get it for free. That Wait, I'm tier. sorry, a what? Xfinity. So it's Comcast Xfinity. Yeah. So and that's Cox? their cable. Yeah, oh, or, or Cox subscribers. So some people have that as their provider. Got so it. So if, yeah, you know, if you're one of them, you know who you are. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're not one of them. Yeah. So, you know, then they get the premium subscription for free. 
Oh, wow. What a good deal for them. Yes. Now, there's also the Premium Plus, which is $9.99 a month or $99.99 a year. That's no ads and full access. Now, it's no ads on most offerings. It's kind of like back in the day with Hulu when they had the transition. And if you got no commercials, some of them had it like Scandal had commercials. Yes. Yeah. But it's limited. What uh, the CEO uh, of Comcast told us is they are planning to have no more than three minutes of commercials on anything. Okay. So there you go with that. Now. They have old material there. Some of your favorites are there. Some things are exclusive to this platform. Some things are not. So you can go and root around and see what they have and see whether it suits you or not. You know, do you want USA stuff and USA stuff, NBC stuff and so on and so forth. Some stuff that has nothing to do with the NBC family. They've licensed. Oh, Hmm. so, you know, just check it out. See what they have. Like they have Downton Abbey on it. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So check it out and you'll find that. Um, I will tell anybody who has an Apple device, if you search in the Apple TV app, it'll always tell you where it is. So what do you mean? So meaning if you wanted to see something like, I don't know where it is, put it in the Apple TV app Mm to search it. It'll tell you. It'll tell you which platform it's on, if it's available, or if you have to buy it, it'll tell you. Now, you may not know this, but can you, you know how you can watch HBO on your Amazon or Apple TV plus um, Mm -hmm. streaming? Is Peacock, is that available to do that? No. Okay. So, you know, it is a standalone app. Um, Maybe if you're Xfinity, they have a different route. I don't know. I don't have Xfinity. Yeah. Yeah. But for the rest of us. No, I, it's not even available via Amazon yet. It's kind of like HBO Max. They're in a fight. I see. I think it's the same thing. I think it's Amazon and Roku again. Dang it. Yeah. Roku, um, play nice. Oh, there we go. So we'll see what comes of that, whether it's going to be resolved. So you can root around and see what they have. But then they also have the Peacock Originals. Which you got a chance to check out some of yeah. those. So I checked out the scripted ones, not the non-scripted, the reality stuff, as we say in layman's terms, um, and not some of the things that they had that were spinoffs. Like they had the Psych 2 movie, the Psych 2. Oh, yeah, Lassie that's Come right. Home. I'm not going to watch that. Um, they have Ryan Lochte has a show. They have this whole thing going on with the Olympics because NBC has the rights to the Olympics. Yes. Yeah. Dale Earn. Hart Jr. has a show, like that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in other things, it's all there. But I did check out three originals that are scripted that they have, and they all come to us from across the pond. Ooh, now that's interesting. Isn't it? And across the pond, they saw these things before we did. I'm tired of that. Oh, see? No, they're going, well, wait a minute. We see things after you from America. So... (laughs) you're american (laughs) you want it now (laughs) so i'm gonna talk about these three things and you'll you'll see what comes of it but i will tell you this what i'm going to do after i'm finished talking for each is tell you whether i thought that it was worth it to pay to watch the rest of it oh so these three things you have to pay for it's not if you want to see the entire thing now what peacock does because these people aren't completely stupid is to entice you to pay. They give oh. you either the first or the first two episodes free. I see. I see. I see. Okay. So I watched this with that in mind for all of our wonderful listeners. Thank you for that. So the first I'm going to talk about is intelligence. 
Now, this is not the old intelligence show that was on like CBS or something a few years ago with right. um, Old Boy from Lost. Y- yes. Yes, this is different. David Schwimmer is actually in it. And David Schwimmer plays a guy who comes from the United States to work with the Secret Service in Great Britain. He is the liaison okay. for the CIA. Now, he comes over and he thinks he's in charge of British <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> so the, the head of British intelligence is looking at him like, excuse me, you're a, a liaison. These are my people. You know, he wants to do team building, all of this kind of stuff with them. It's David Schwimmer. Okay. <laughs> Now, all of these people are like bungling, not really knowing what they're doing. It's this whole thing. It's like the office in the CIA and British intelligence. That kind oh, of it's thing. a comedy. It's a comedy. Okay, it is David Because David, yeah, yeah, of course. So, you know, can you take them seriously? All of that stuff, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so it's really not much more for me to say. It is the office, if it were, in an intelligence setting. Got so it. So the question is, was it worth it to keep watching? So this had the first episode for free out of a total of six. So not many. And no, it was not worth it to pay. No. You can watch The Office. You can oh. watch Getting On. You can watch uh, Veep. I see. You see? Now, if yeah. you like those shows and you want even more, then okay. Uh, this is an offensive. I was watching it like... It, I mean, I have those other shows. Now, if you haven't seen The Office or Veep or Getting On on the HBO platforms, watch it. Laurie Metcalf, Niecy Nash, what? Now. Well, especially if there's only, if you watch two for free, are you going to pay for the next four? Yeah. Not five. Like this Veep. was one for free. Well, oh, yeah. Okay. So that's, okay. That's in a category. Mm-hmm. So far, not worth it. No. Okay. What about Brave New World? I thought you saw that as well that's right so this had the first two episodes for free it is based on the novel yeah Yeah. uh so that's uh huxley's novel so this stars uh alden ehrenreich now if you know alden ehrenreich i should say Mm -hmm. uh he was young han solo in solo the movie oh yes yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so He's the star of this. So is Jessica Brown Finley, whom we know from Downton Abbey and from Harlots. Okay. And there's also Harry Lloyd's character. And Harry Lloyd was uh, one of the Targaryens, the Targaryen brother in Game of Thrones. You know what happened to him early on. Mm -hmm. You know, he he met his match in gold. I'll say it that way. Oh, boy. So the three of them are the leads of this show. Uh, which obviously is set in the future. There's New London and then this other place that ain't new. So in the beginning, we're introduced to New London and that's where um, Jessica and Harry's characters are. So Lenina and Bernard. And it's a cast system. So this is where all misery is gone. All of that stuff is out. No fighting. Everybody is fine. Everybody's happy because they have drugs to give them if they're not. Oh, yeah. And you have to mate with different people. You cannot form lasting relationships because that's what those previous humans did. And how stupid were they? Look at all the trouble that came from that. Oh my gosh. So, you know, they monitor you. If you are with somebody too many times, 
they'll call you in. That's where Harry's character, Bernard, comes in. He's the one who watches all of this. And he's an alpha plus or whatever they call it. He's at the top of the chain. And Jessica's character is a beta plus. Now, when you're looking at them, it makes no sense. I'm sorry. You can't cast Jessica Brown family and call her beta anything. (laughs) (laughs) The the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, are you serious? Come on now. And, you know, of course, if you're an alpha and you know someone's a beta because you have to wear it, you know, they can tell what level you are. You get treated like it's a caste system. Then there are also, of course, the people at the very bottom who are automatons. But something happens to one of these automatons at the bottom of the caste system here. There's a change, literally a change in how they perceive the world. How could they change? These people are genetically put together. Hmm. That's what Jessica char- Jessica's character does. She deals with DNA and babies. So what's this change? And actually, Harry's character, Bernard, he's involved in this change because uh, a death happens, I'll say. Was it a murder? It can't be a yeah. murder, not in New London. But when he touches this body, this dead body, he sees visions. Oh, my gosh. What? what? Now, both he... And Jessica's character, they meet because Jessica's character was mating with somebody a little too much. So she had to be told, you know, stop seeing him. Other people might want to want to enjoy it. Oh, dear Lord, have mercy. <laughs> and you need to go to somebody else. You know, that's how we do it up here. You know this. Now, push comes to shove and the two of them end up leaving New London to go to. Uh, it's like a Westworld kind of place where you see what the world was like when they had marriage and little stupid stuff like that. So they go there, and this is where Alden's character, John, lives and works at this park. Uh-huh. So, you know, they go and see a wedding, for instance. Things like that. And, and, and there's, there are murders and stuff that happens, just like Westworld. Yeah. So on at this part, these people, they're not living the new London lifestyle. No, they don't have all of this genetic stuff and taking these drugs and everybody's happy and you bounce around from bed to bed to bed. Uh Uh-uh. They're still back to what the way things were. And of course, there's a contingent there that wants to take New London down. But how? It's got to happen when they come from New London to this park. So John, because he works at the park, he's in a particular position to maybe help them. Does he want to? And his mother, by the way, is played by Demi Moore. Oh, okay. By the way. By the way. (laughs) Well, okay. So the three of these characters end up dealing with this park that they have and what comes of it. That's the question. Is it really a brave new world? And who needs to be brave in this new world? It ain't the world. I'm telling you that. Now, based on the first two episodes of nine, would I pay to watch the remaining seven? No. <laughs> uh, oh, that is, we're, we're two, zero for two. Now I'll tell you why. When you have a world like this that's futuristic, I want to know the rules. I'm going to explore it, all of that. I don't care about these characters and their love drama. Boring. Oh. Boring. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't even know these people. And I'm trying to figure this world out. Like the whole thing about what might be happening, maybe there's a mutation going on. That's interesting. Where is it? I don't care about any of this love stuff. I don't, we've seen this how many times? And of course, Demi Moore's character, Linda, you know, she's kind of like off her rocker. I've seen all of this. 
So do something you- new, and the new is the world. Uh. Now, who would like this? If you like Westworld, for instance, because this is what it's, you know, I mean, that's the closest thing. Yeah. Would you like Brave New World? No, not necessarily. Um, oh. Brave New World isn't as, com- not nearly as complex as Westworld. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. We also have headaches from Westworld. I can't. So it's not that at all. However, it's much less ambitious. It needed to keep the ambition and lose the the lack of clarity. Uh-huh. And they could have done it. They didn't do it here. I believe, Raph, that they are going to have a second season of this. So, you know, it's, Intelligence also got a second season now. No. Oh. Last one. Let's see. If the- maybe, are we going to strike out three times here? Yeah, let's, I'm curious. Uh, you know, am, am I going back to the dugout? So this... You, the capture, right? The capture. Mm-hmm. So the first episode of six was made available for free. You can check this out. And um, this stars Holiday, Holiday Granger. Um, now, Holiday was in a series of shows you may or may not have seen. She was in The Borgias, the first time I saw her, the Showtime series. She was in uh, CB Strike which was on Cinemax, and I really enjoyed. Who knows what happened to that show? Uh, she was in that that mini series with um, Benedict on Showtime, that crazy one. Oh, um, the, it was a person's name. Yes, it was, yes, it was. Patrick Melrose. Yes. She was in that. So she's worked a lot. And she's the lead in this show, and she plays um, uh, a detective, a head detective, of course, across the pond. And... Um, what has happened is she's on the fast track. Uh, she started in, in dealing with counterterrorism, uh-huh. and she had this big break. It hit the news. She became a star, and because of this, because she wants to have her own team to lead, before you can do that in counterterrorism, you have to prove that you can lead a team elsewhere. So she leaves that group and goes to just being a regular crime detective. If she can lead them through a case. She can go back to counterterrorism and she just shoots right on up to the top, which Mm -hmm. she's already poised to do. So in doing that, when she comes to the detective squad, there is a crime. Oh, dear. And at the very beginning of the show, we see a couple, a man and a woman waiting for a bus. Seems like everything's fine. The bus comes after the bus passes them. There's a fight. Mm very violent what happened to the woman she's missing oh so this is what holiday's character di rachel carey has to deal with and it looks pretty clear who did it so if she can just get this off the books she's done fast track here i come now some other characters that are happening here there is um a former british soldier and at the beginning he is in prison for a war crime He murdered someone in Afghanistan who he thought was a terrorist, but was he? Hmm. Now he's on appeal. And when he's, so we see him get let out of prison to go to his appeal. Um, And he has, of course, his barrister is there and his solicitor is there. Now, if you don't know what that means in British law, um, your solicitor essentially is what we would call a lawyer here in the States that doesn't do anything in the courtroom. Uh, Barrister is the one who presents the case. Got it. Okay. So they have two separate ones. I know in the States we do not. But that's how it works. Or typically we don't. 
So his barrister, you know, is a fetching lady, very smart. And she and the solicitor <laughs> has been in his... <laughs> Thank you for that. So she and the solicitor have come up with this idea. Now, the solicitor came up with this idea. He came up with something that could possibly get this Lance Corporal, Corporal, sorry, <laughs> out of prison. Mm. And the name of the show, remember, is The Capture. Ah. So they captured this war crime because they had helmet cams. The question is, can you trust what was captured? Mm. Now, they bring in an expert to tell us maybe not. And this expert is played by a man who, if you haven't seen Belgravia. No, on I not. I need to see. He's in that. He's the head of the household down there, you know, in the downstairs portion. That man is hilarious. He comes here, completely different character. Great, just a great actor. I love seeing him anytime he pops up. So he shows up and I was like, oh boy, we're in for something. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts talking about the technology and how maybe it could be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Now, remember that couple I talked about at the bus? Yeah. That was also a capture. Because London has the most CCTV of any place on the planet. Oh. So there is a whole division of people who they look through the CCTV to see if anything is about to be on and popping, as they say on the streets. (laughs) So that's how they spot what's happening here, which leads to the DI's case and so on. So the question is, can the Lance Corporal get off? And if he does get out of prison, how's he going to be received by society? Will it be clear that he didn't commit a crime or not? Hmm. And what's going on with his barrister and solicitor? Because they typically work in favor of people who are accused as terrorists, not soldiers. What's going on? Now, what I pay to watch the remaining five episodes after the first one for this? Yes. Oh my goodness. We've got a winner, folks. This is the one, my friends. If you like a police thriller, that crime procedural thing, bodyguard for instance this is it oh but see the brits know how to do this the first episode i was like oh my goodness <laughs> i was like i gotta see what happens next what is gonna happen next what is happening the question is as you're watching it the whole capture the video yeah is it really a problem in the video and if it is a problem does that matter does does the lying of the video still tell the truth in a way oh. Huh. Also, the, there's a double entendre here because yeah. they're also capturing criminals. Right. Did they get the right one? That's the question. Also, this whole thing about the DI trying to rise to the top, who's helping her? Mm. Right. And in the end, there's this whole conspiracy that's unearthed. There's this whole thing that's a worldwide conspiracy that's going on. The question for the DI is, what's she going to do when she figures this out? There are other people who know this. What's she going to do? Is she going to keep going down the rabbit hole or is she going to blow it apart? Mm. That's the question. So if you saw Bodyguard on Netflix, even um, like The Fall, it's a faster version of The Fall on Netflix, which you know I love. Yeah, yeah, you did. No, I loved it. This is it. This is your fix. Um, We will be getting a season two. Thank you so much for that and and i'm really looking forward to it 
So what I would say is everybody, if you want to pay for any of this, if that's what you want to do, you can get a free trial of any of the paid tiers. So you get a week, you get seven days. Uh And hey, why not just go all the way and get the premium plus? Do it without the commercials. But I'll tell you this, Raph, if I had to pay for this again, or if I had Mm -hmm. to pay for it the first time, because I didn't, I got the free trial. I would not go to premium plus. I didn't think it was worth it. If I had to pay, I would just pay the $4.99 a month or $49.99 a year, which is half of the plus one. Right. Just deal with some commercials. Um, and, And this is just like all of these platforms where you don't have to have a running subscription. You oh, great. Choose, mm-hmm. choose the time when you want. If you exhaust the free trial, you want it more, fine, do what you need to do. You can always do it month by month. Do it when you want to watch it. If they have more like the capture, great. They need more of that on this platform. Not Intelligence of Brave New World, sorry to say. <laughs> well, that's funny because NBC at least distributes a lot of procedurals along with CBS, of course. So it makes sense that Peacock would find a winner somewhere even if it did come across the pond well there you have it the lowdown on the new streaming product from comcast essentially (laughs) peacock is available for your pleasure remember you've got the three tiers everybody can watch something for free but then you'll make a decision based on some of these great recommendations from the critic whether you want to take it to the next level Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.